Five friends are on the search for a fabled extreme haunt. Be careful what you wish for. We're watching the found footage film, The House October Built. It's Halloween, and this is season screening. Over black, the quote appears. I'm not afraid of werewolves or vampires or haunted houses. I'm afraid of what real human beings do to other real human beings. Walter John Williams. I've never heard of Walter John Williams, but this quote is perfect for this film. The film opens with a scratchy old video ad for a haunted house in Camden Park. Then we're informed that nearly 2,500 haunted attractions open each Halloween. 30 million people go to Halloween haunted houses each year. Then various people speak on camera about how much they enjoy working in haunted houses and making people scream. In another video, a man states that there are rumors, he doesn't use the term urban legend, but it's implied, that some haunts, as he calls them, hire actual psychos and murderers to work the houses, but it isn't true. It's just talk. Again, over black, we're informed that pressure to deliver the most extreme experience imaginable has led to a dramatic increase in accidents, injuries, and crimes. Various news reports, not sure if they're real or not, but they've done a great job of making them look real, report on various deaths associated with haunted houses. Over black. The following footage was shot by five friends during an extreme haunt road trip in October 2013. We then see a photograph of our main characters. Over black. The rest was allegedly filmed by employees of the Blue Skeleton, an underground haunt with no fixed location. A woman's bloody body is placed in the trunk of a car. The camera cuts in and out. The woman is alive at this point, though her makeup is smeared and she looks terrified but exhausted. Men laugh in the background. Uh, it was a cold open because now we cut to six days earlier. The Cowboy Palace in Tyler, Texas. A bar. The group meets up all on video. Bobby, Mike, Zach, Jeff, and Brandy. Bobby and Mike are brothers. Brandy's the only girl. And um, Zach and Jeff... At, the, at this moment, Zach and Jeff are kind of interchangeable. You don't really know who's who. You will later because mainly Jeff has a thing for health food apparently and kind of takes over the fridge. And Zach is the one who's really into finding this fabled blue skeleton. Well, it changes names every year, but always has the word blue in the title. So the group gets together and discusses the different haunted houses they've heard about. They want to find a haunted house that makes them feel like they did as children when they didn't know if the scares are real or not. This is followed by various shots of them having fun at bars throughout the night, a.k.a. filler. They interview people on the street and at various haunts. And it seems that the haunts don't do background checks for their workers, according to one fella, but they're planning on doing it soon in the future. The next morning, Bobby sets up cameras in the RV to document the entire trip. He opens the bedroom door and is shocked to find Mike there. Though Bobby's angry that he's there, Mike points out that at least he's on time for once in his life. Apparently, he's been making time, too, because a very buxom woman leaves the room and passes the brothers on her way out. Bobby points out that Mike needs to be serious from here on out, and then the rest of the group arrives. They take off in the RV, but stop at a convenience store whose owner gives them directions to the haunt after verifying that, are you sure you want to go down there? They arrive at the haunt, and a security guard tells them where to park. So it can't be that scary if they have security. Various haunt workers mill around getting into makeup. Night falls, and the haunt gets hopping. They put Brandy in a coffin, which lasts for all of two seconds. Ah, uh, Chekhov's coffin. She reminds them that she's claustrophobic. Ah, uh, Chekhov's claustrophobia. They go on to the haunt. Brandy doesn't realize that there's a scarer walking right behind her. The lights go out, music plays, and a clown and alien rush around. The music goes into carnival mode. There's strobe lights and lasers. It's a pretty big haunt, because they're still walking through it after quite a few minutes. A person in a ceramic doll mask whispers eerily and asks if they want to be a pretty doll like her. 
They are then run out of the haunt by a guy with a chainsaw. Apparently, a lot of the haunts end with a guy with a chainsaw. They then talk to a few performers who don't dispute that shady stuff does go down sometimes. Mike climbs on the roof of the haunt. The performers are not happy about it. The group returns to the RV, and as they try to leave, the clown that was angry with Mike for getting on the building is standing in the headlights. Someone honks at them, and they drive away. They park for the night to crash out. They hear footsteps and a faint rattling sound. They must have just pulled off the road and parked because when they open the door to investigate, it's pitch black outside. Leaves rustle in the wind. Then a bird flies off, scaring Mikey. He heads towards the bus and a twig snaps. He whips around to find a terrifying face staring at him. Stumbling back, he falls, and Bobby pulls off the mask, laughing. It was just his brother being a jerk and playing a prank on him. The next day, the next haunt. Brandy interviews some of the workers about how far they'll go to scare people. One of the workers mentions, named Redacted, sometimes just crazy stuff, but he's never personally been to one of those. Four days to Halloween. The RV's on the road. They discuss various costumes they've worn over the years. They're high and munching on snacks. Zach can't handle the smoke and he can't stop giggling. And it's only two hours before they'll be at their new at the next haunt. Brandy admits that she's scared of snakes, but so is Mikey. Next up is zombie paintball. They decide to pull over and have drinks first. They pull into a camping site and find the campsite was just vacated. They start a fire. Jeff does some kind of country rap, and then some random guy shows up behind them and says it's his fire. He has makeup on, and they ask if he works at the haunt down the road. He says yes, but takes offense at being described as backwoods, though honestly so would I. At the haunt, zombie paintball. I have to admit that this one looks pretty cool. And I go to this one, and I'm not a big haunt fan. As they drive back to the campsite, their headlights pick up the same china doll-faced girl from the first haunt. But it can't be her, they point out. That haunt is over 100 miles away. Mike walks out and tries to talk to the girl, and she falls him back into the RV. She sits down without being invited. They ask if they can help her or give her a ride somewhere. She's silent until, after the last question, she opens her mouth and screams. And it's this horrific, weird, otherworldly scream. The video cuts out. She reads oddly, and then the video cuts out again. She hisses and leaves the RV, speaking gibberish, and they watch her go. Then they cut to more interviews. Visitors to the haunted houses discuss how scary it is. The next morning, three days to Halloween. The RV drives away, and as they drive, they rag on Mikey for bringing China Doll back into the RV. Zach is the one who wants to find this moving haunt. You need a password, and it has blue in the name. They're in the middle of nowhere on a dirt country road. They barely get the RV under this small bridge. They find a random haunt. Mikey doesn't like it. Zach goes to pee in the bushes, and he spots a guy in a bloody rabbit costume who chases him until he falls. Zach freaks out, but the guy doesn't actually hurt him, but laughs that uh, Zach got scared. The people at this haunt are funny and engage the camera much better than the other ones. Our heroes go through the haunt. The way they film this haunt is less third-person, where you, the audience, are watching the characters go through it, and more first-person POV. This actually gives it some decent jump scares. The performers then mention Brandy by name and tell her she's going to die and it's time to play. This totally freaks her out. On the road again, Zach tells them what happened with the bloody rabbit guy in the woods. Then they cut to more interviews. A haunt owner tells stories about an accident that happened in a haunted house where a performer replaced the breakaway news with his own and accidentally hung himself. No one realized until the end of the night. Now, two days to Halloween. Back on the road, Mikey points out that different things scare different people. We're at Mickey Martin's Ship Wheel in Shallow Water, Texas. It's a Halloween-themed strip club. Lots and lots of boobs. Brandy pulls a Queen Victoria and is not amused. So, again, that just really felt like a lot of filler. I mean, there are some really good moments in this film, but there's also, it is low budget, it is found footage, 
And it does seem they're trying to pad it as much as possible. Though props to them, they got it over an hour and a half. And that's, you know, one sign of a halfway decent movie is that you can actually make it past 90 minutes. Next, they reach a place called Phobia, where they're not allowed to film. And after they leave the haunt, a guy tells them that the extreme thing isn't allowed in San Antonio, but he's heard of a place in Louisiana, the Blue Skeleton. Mikey tries to pick up one of the performers, and a blue-haired clown accuses them of filming inside even though they weren't. He freaks out on them and threatens them. Now we can see someone filming the RV from a distance as Mikey grills outside and then through the window, and Mikey and Brandy goof off. Then someone's inside the RV, and they're filming everyone sleeping, each of the five. They then take Jeff's driver's license and stroke Brandy's cheek. In the bathroom mirror, you can see the person, but it's really blurry, and but it looks like almost like a clown with a bloody mouth. But it's hard to see exactly who they are because the camera is very shaky. Interview. A scare dressed as the Wicked Witch claims to have done everything and has seen everything done there, that there is to do. One day to Halloween. Zach found the video of them in a haunt chat room. It freaks them out. Bobby tells Zach not to tell the others. They find a bloody heart in the fridge. It's huge, though, so it's probably a cow heart. Mike pukes at the side of this. Uh, he's also really hungover, so that probably didn't help. It, well, they accuse each other of planning it and of filming and putting the video on, uh, on the chat room. After filling the RV with gas, they head back out. Into the, they head back out. Night falls. Zach gets an email. It tells them to ask for giggles at the D&D bar in Baton Rouge. The bar is empty except for a few people in haunt makeup. Mikey goes to get them beers, and one of the men yells about the camera. It's a weird, creepy place, and they don't really look like they belong. Brandy is very uncomfortable as a creepy guy in a mask dances up to them. They ask if he's Giggles, and he starts laughing, but he doesn't answer, and it turns out later he's not Giggles. Brandy goes to the bathroom. One of the men tells them that Giggles is outside, but will only meet them if they leave the camera. So as the four guys head outside, two of the creepy bar guys pick up the camera and say they're going to make a movie. They go into the bathroom and harass Brandy, and eventually they chase her out. Bobby takes the camera back from them. In the RV, the group agrees that it's one thing to try to scare them, but another to film them sleeping and post it online, and then go after Brandy. They agree that Brandy can never be left alone again. Mikey tells them about some people he exchanged information with that he wants to contact about Blue Skeleton. The others agree that he should Facebook them, and I don't know what that has to do with anything, but I don't know, Facebook. Then there's a bang as something hits the RV. They look out the windows. It's too dark to see anything. Another bang. Someone's on the roof. The RV's lights go out. They turn on the headlights. Performers surround the RV. But when everyone gets done freaking out and looks out again, all the performers are gone. Interview. A guy says people now want extreme, and they're giving it to them. Halloween. Brandy is not into the trip anymore. They make breakfast. Something slams into the RV. They find a pumpkin outside with a tag that says, Carve Me. Zach brings it inside. When they cut it open, there's an invitation in a black envelope. Now, this is really cool for the movie, but logistically, I cannot understand how this could possibly really actually happen. So, I don't know. It's just one of those things that you kind of go... Out of all this, it's very realistic. It's very um, plausible. This is the only part that made me pause. The invitation says, Bourbon Street, 10 p.m. They open the blinds of the windshield... And there are five masks that have been placed against the glass, one for each of them. New Orleans. More crowd scenes, more boobs. They find a guy with a matching skull mask on a balcony. They wave their skull mask at him, but he disappears into the crowd. Jeff gets separated from the group. He tries to follow a guy who he thinks is Bobby, but when he turns down an alleyway, he finds China doll. Then the bloody rabbit and the angry clown and someone else attack him. 
The camera cuts out as they drag him away. When the others try to call to find out where he is, um, his cell goes right to voicemail. But that voicemail message tells them where to go for Blue Skeleton. They drive to location and stop. A white bus stops in front of them. A performer steps out of the bus. The phone rings. A text. 60 seconds. Come outside or your friend will die. Another text. Now you have 45 seconds. Another text. 30 seconds. Zach leaves the RV and goes over to the bus. Another text. Surprise! Glass explodes. Another text. Don't look up. Brandy screams as someone races out from the sleeping area. In other words, they were already in the, the RV when they got back from Bourbon Street. The screen goes black. And now it cuts to the um, kind of lavender. What is it with lavender tinted things? So it's a lavender tint to show, I guess, that it's not black light. The um, infrared. But I thought infrared was green, but this is lavender. But the lavender denotes the performers are now filming as opposed to the normal everyday uh, filming that the five people are heroes of the story do. So now we see that each member of the group is tied up and they have bags over their heads. The bus ride takes a while. The performers are all wearing skull masks and they're blaring death metal. The bus stops and Mike is forced out of the bus. The bus moves on. It stops again. Now Bobby is forced out. And now the bus drives away and and now Brandy is alone. It's just her and the performers on the bus and she cries that she doesn't want to be alone. The bus stops. The performer tells her to count to 30, remove her HUD, pick up the video camera beside her, and record everything. Then they cut her binds. Now we're at Brandy's point of view. She steps off the bus. There's a rundown shack in front of her. Crying, she enters the dwelling. There's a couple of lamps and a TV playing static. And now we cut to Zach. He says he can't see anything. Now we cut to Mikey. He heads into a similar shack. Jazz music starts. So we're now we're cutting back and forth between all the characters. Except I can't seem to... I, if Jeff is on there, I didn't know... I honestly, I'm sorry, I had trouble differentiating between Jeff and Zach throughout the whole movie. But anyway, so uh, if I've missed one that's actually Jeff and not Zach, I apologize. So Bobby, his shack is dark. He wanders through it. Brandy, a mannequin watches the static on the TV in her shack. Zach, in darkness, he doesn't want to be there anymore. Brandy, chainsaw on TV. Mikey, a scary girl stands in the doorway of his shack. Brandy, Skullface comes for her. Bobby says he's done. Zach screams as a chainsaw whirls. Bobby finds a person in a mask just staring at him. The lights go out. Lights on. There's a room behind glass, um, like two-way mirror, and now the lights are on. Bobby can see into the room, but Mikey, who is in the room, can't see him. But uh, they call out to each other. Now we cut to Zack, who's being tormented by the chainsaw guy. Bobby finds who he thinks is Zack, and then a siren goes off. Uh, it goes dark, and a voice asks if he's having fun, and then Bobby grunts as stabbing sounds fill the air. Now we're in the trunk, and Brandy's looking around. So we're back to the cold open scene. Now Brandy lies in an open coffin in the ground. Chekhov's coffin. The lid slams down on her. Dirt falls. Mike wakes up in a casket. Then we cut back to the performers filming uh, themselves shoveling dirt on top of Brandy's coffin as she cries out for her friends. Then Bobby's in the casket. Brandy cries some more. The grave's almost filled in. Jeff or Zach, sorry, I can't tell them apart, wakes up in his casket and tries to get out. Then we cut to another interview. Brandy asks, what's the best part of a performer's job? And he says he gets to take out his aggression on other people. And then the film ends. Now, I have to say, 
that overall, this was a pretty effective film. The acting wasn't super great, but I've seen much worse. And the interviews were blatant padding. Though when they do ask one man about extreme haunts and he says, oh, well, there's the blue skeleton. It's in Louisiana. That was a nice little like dun-dun-dun moment. However, haunts just by nature of being haunts are scary. And so I think it was very clever of the filmmakers to take advantage of haunts that are already there. The problem I had with the story is, one, I can't believe that these performers would follow them from the first haunt all throughout the movie. I mean, it it makes it scary, but it's just not realistic. Secondly, haunted houses exist to make money. They scare people, but they make money doing it. Where's the profit in taking these five people and burying them alive? But overall, it is scary. It was enjoyable. I kind of wish that they hadn't ended with all of them being buried alive. It just kind of, I don't know. They were doing so well and it was getting really, really scary. And to end it like that, it was just, it felt kind of abrupt. However, good news. It seems that there is now a sequel. The House is October Built 2. So there is a sequel and it's now for rent on Amazon. I will probably watch it for Halloween next year and uh, review it then. However, I did read the synopsis and it did say something to the effect of the five friends who were kidnapped in the first movie now uh, head back out to check out more haunts. I have a little bit of trouble believing that after being kidnapped, especially Brandy, who is totally not into it, would go back for a second time and again get harassed by the blue skeleton people. It was a good, I I enjoyed it. I I do think that if you want a decent scare, this one's not one you should pass up. This is, for what they had, they did a good job with it. The padding, I mean, I I do feel like there was quite a bit of padding, but you know what? More power to them. They did a good job. It was genuinely scary. And I'm actually looking forward to seeing the sequel. So The House October Built 1 is currently, as of this recording, on Netflix. And if you have a chance, check it out. It's a nice little scare for Halloween. And you could do a lot worse. Thanks for listening. Um, Until next time, I'm Lizanne, and this was Season Screening.